You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back, FemFam. Of course, as always, we have another amazing guest for you guys. Um, The kind of trend, I guess, this season has been a lot of our guests referring other guests, which has been really cool. It's been a really cool way to make these ongoing connections. Um, So, you know, we started with Jenna Doolittle, um, who talked to us a lot about um, SAG-AFTRA and little things within SAG-AFTRA that um, like committees that are available and all that kind of stuff. And then she referred us to Katie Von Till, who um, talked more about contracts and kind of like the filmmaker side of working with SAG-AFTRA. And then today, Katie referred us to Aubrey Mazzino, who is an actress and a filmmaker. And she is not only involved with SAG-AFTRA, which she's going to talk to us um, a little bit more about the next gen committee specifically, but she's also involved with this awesome community called We Make Movies, which we get into a lot on this episode. Um, we she were... is the president yes. of We Make Movies and just such a boss in so many ways. So yeah. we we get into what this amazing organization does for filmmakers. They have so many different avenues. I mean, if you guys just go to their website, you're going to be blown away. But I love that in this episode, she really uncovered a lot of things we didn't even know that they offer to support Mm -hmm. filmmakers, actors. I love that it really helps out both sides. Mm -hmm. And about their, we do highlight their film competition um, that will be over by the time this episode is out, but... It's but listen for a... next year because it's a really cool opportunity. Exactly. So at least you'll be prepared for the next one that they have. Exactly, because I we we truly feel like they're gonna keep doing this. I, I believe in the success of it. I mean, and... they're only getting bigger and better, so there's there's no way they can fail at this point. I feel like <laughs> like they yeah, a hundred percent. And and the fact that you can still be involved even if you're you know you don't enter the competition that they have these workshops that are ongoing. And I think that is something that's super instrumental and helpful for filmmakers to be involved with. So we are truly so grateful to all of our guests and for the guests that have been referred to on our show. So enjoy. Enjoy. Again, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, and if you can just kind of give our listeners the lowdown on who you are, what you do, just a simple little bio, more or less. Sure thing. Um, I am a actor, producer, and also the president of the filmmaking community and production company, We Make Movies. And, you know, I, I really, when I was growing up, I had blinders on. I really thought I was just going to be an actor and I wasn't going to have to 
you know, be behind the camera or have to produce. And I went to NYU and studied acting and did all the right things. And then quickly realized that they're not just handing out roles to you on the sidewalk. You really have to um, make connections and network to, you know, get opportunities. And so I started producing my first project in New York when I was still in New York. I did a web series when people still had no idea what that word <laughs> meant. And they were like, what? Well, I'm going to watch something on computer. No, thank you. Um, but then once I got to Los Angeles, um, I actually found We Make Movies. I sort of stumbled in um, to one of their meetings and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, they're getting together, reading scripts and on weekends, you know, finding ways to produce each other's projects. And it was a great way to we used to call our workshops something to do on a Wednesday night before you got famous. So um, <laughs> it's sort of, you know, just like, yeah, ways to keep busy. And um I sort of fell in love with producing in a way that I didn't think I would. And then um, just got super involved with We Make Movies over the years and fought my way to the top of, I don't know what that, you know, is the uh, the top of a filmmaking community ladder, I guess. And now I'm, I'm the president. And I also um, do volunteer a lot of time and I do a lot of work with uh, SAG-AFTRA as well. So I've served on the local LA board there and um, I'm on a bunch of different communities, including uh, my favorite one, which is, don't tell the others, but um, the Next Gen Performers Committee, which is really, really essential and important. It is um, designed to engage and, um, you know, educate the 18 and we say 18 to play 35 demographic within the union because they are the largest group in the union, yet the least involved typically and the least educated about what the union can do and what it does and all of the benefits and perks and all of that. So um, that's sort of my other hat that I wear. And then, you know, when I get to act, that's the the, the real fun one as well. So I love that. And I and I love pinball as well. So I'm going to throw oh, that in. <laughs> And she's also eaten the hottest chili pepper of all time. So that's I have. rumor has it. <laughs> I have the hottest pepper on the black market too, to just really make my credibility wow. even more, you know, appealing. Yes. yes. The chocolate bootla pepper. I didn't know how to called, pronounce so. it. So I wasn't even going to yes. go there. So. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Maybe I don't either. I could be pronouncing it incorrectly all these years, probably because of I've suffered damage from eating that thing. But um, it's yes, it is true. The rumors are true. I love it. Well, guys, she's got lots of accolades, <laughs> as you can see, yes. lots of talents. Um, but I love that that you started as an actor and then became a filmmaker because that's both of our journeys as well. Our journey. I know a lot of filmmakers start that way as well. So I think a lot of people Absolutely. can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I love that you got involved, you know, whether we'll talk about both SAG and we make movies throughout this episode, but the fact that it was like, you got heavily involved in both areas, you know, I mean, SAG after is the actors union specifically, and then we make movies on the filmmaker side and not just being a part of them, but like leading them, you know? So I think that that's important to mention and kind of give you the credit for. <laughs> oh, well, thank yeah. you. I, I mean, I appreciate that. It's just, it's something, you know, this you know, industry and I think acting is such a solitary and frustrating career where you can do everything right and not see results immediately. So for me, it was sort of like I had to find a way to feel like I'm, you know, making progress and contributing and helping things and making, you know, the wheels turn in some way. So it just was sort of a byproduct of like, I need to see success in some capacity because the acting thing is so out of your control most of the time that it was a good way to feel like, all right, no, I'm building things. I'm helping people. And, you know, we're 
building a, a community in SAG-AFTRA and also um, with We Make Movies. Well, I yeah. think that's even so important to have a voice like yours in the room because you understand both the filmmaker producer side and the actor side and can really help you know those who maybe on the border don't understand like the ebbs and flows of producing and the contracts and maybe how the workflow just kind of is to you know make it an overall like better you know streamlined process for us i think we were talking on our last episode of how that can feel really frustrating for producers or like they're they're scared of sag or like not you know I'm I'm dealing with them right now and it's not the funnest, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's not the most fun getting getting a lot of bounce back emails that don't work and I don't understand why that's hard to get some correct information. But I understand we're all humans. We gotta just be polite, professional. And you know, for me now I'm like, okay, I really wanna be able to now like be a talk to people like you or Katie and like just get our get awareness out there and then we can like just make it better. Like, I just want things to, you know, move forward at the end of the day. So, because we need each other and I understand that. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, look, I'm, I obviously am very proud to be a sag after member, but I have a lot of uh, constructive criticism as well about <laughs> the union and about the way things are handled there. Um, and it's absolutely why I wanted to get involved. And I serve one of the committees I'm on is the low budget committee as well, because that's typically the contracts mm -hmm. as a filmmaker that I'm utilizing. And so, um, you know, I'm really excited about the the new micro budget agreement that they just put out, which if you haven't heard, you can um, basically now the process for becoming uh, a signatory for a project that is under $20,000. And it can be a series, it can be a feature if you wanna do a low budget feature, um, a short film is so much more streamlined now um, if, as long as you don't have nudity or stunts in your project, um, it's basically just a form you fill out, you hit submit, you hopefully will get approved almost immediately and you can go off knowing you're not working off the card and you're, you know, going under the good graces of SAG after. So like stuff like that, I've been working for and working on for years and I'm so excited, but absolutely. There is a lot, um, of independent producers that get frustrated they they don't know how the process works and they start you know submitting their paperwork and they're maybe not getting the the hand holding that they need as a first-time producer to like understand these complicated contracts and these complicated especially with the COVID protocols now I mean that is a whole other layer <laughs> of hell essentially to have to navigate it as a producer that's obviously very important to have a safe set but it's very very confusing and so it is good for me to be able to put both hats on and, you know, we want to make sure that as, you know, I'm a performer first and foremost, I want to make sure that, you know, and there's so many people out there that do take advantage of performers, unfortunately. So we want to protect that. But we, what I am very adamant about is not punishing the good people out there, the good producers who aren't actually taking advantage and find a way to close the loopholes for the people that are, but also not, you know, put those who are just trying to get their passion project off the ground at a disadvantage. So that's the fine line that I think the union needs to, to work on. And um, I think it's getting better, but there's absolutely still tons of room for improvement. And, you know, the, the union's like, it's not, it's not the sexiest thing, you know, they need to work on their marketing a little bit. Let's be <laughs> honest. It's like, you know, it, it should be a little bit sexier to be in the performers union, but it's this imposing building on Wilshire. And, you know, it feels like a lot of, you know, red tape and admin stuff. And, um, you know, that's what I hope next gen can do and bring, you know, that 
18 to 35 demographic together with social events and you know yeah I love that so much because I feel and I'm, I'm loving this season because we are bringing a lot of guests on to talk about this and I hope it's not too redundant to our listeners but it's like the more right. we get more perspective on this I think and awareness and, and getting people involved if you are part of SAG after to maybe attend those town hall meetings and to like to to be a part of it I think it can really become such a great thing for us all like easier at least just like an easier time of understanding and and communication and and making some change that we want to see you know everyone's putting in their involvement in different ways and can share their different perspectives and that's what's awesome about filmmaking you know we are all this community here trying to make something happen (laughs) so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I don't know if sometimes I, I mean, I was very ignorant about exactly how the union ran, but I mean, everyone that is not staff. So meaning any elected leaders are just members, right? They're not getting paid. They're volunteering their time. So that means it is really a union run by it's, it's performers. And so there's nothing to um, stop you from getting involved in running for a, you know, uh, a delegate position or a, an elected, you know, board position or getting involved in committee work, which is a great way to sort of get your feet wet with it. Um, because it's not, you know, it's, it's not these, uh, people who don't understand the business that are making these decisions. It's, it's the community of performers. And I always say, if people are unhappy with how things are going, get involved, run for a position, and then you'll see how how fun it is then. <laughs> you learn a lot, let me tell you, a lot. I'm sure. It's, it's like you said too, like even if it's frustrating for filmmakers, producers specifically to be dealing with these contracts and figuring it all out, the reason they exist though is to protect the performer. And I think we really have to remember that, that it's like, it's not just there to be red tape for no good reason. You know, that those protections are in place for the performers because it is the performers union, you know? So just something to remember when it gets frustrating with the contracts and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And can you imagine having to track down your own residuals? Like if the union didn't exist, like that would be a nightmare. We'd have to, you know, hassle all of these big studios every time they played our, you know, our episode, there'd be no way. So like we forget, I think, and take for granted, I think a little bit um, how important of a job the union does, whether it's keeping our set safe, whether it's giving us meal breaks, you know, even just like a lunch break is thanks to the union. And the residual tracking for me is like, my God, that's such a weight off your shoulders to know that there's someone who's looking out for those checks that keep you afloat between jobs are, they're really essential for performers. Totally. And I think totally. too, the whole, um, the new micro budget agreement is really kind of a cool thing for actors. Like when it, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, that's nice. It's another category for filmmakers, but for actors, it's like, you know, maybe your union, but you're not getting a lot of jobs and you're like, oh man, should I have gone union? And you know, you have that whole fight with yourself. And it's like, this is something that you can do as a union actor. That's going to be a smaller budget. You know, maybe it's just your friends doing something at a micro budget level or whatever. And you know, you can deal with the deferred payment if that's what they decide to do or whatever, but you've got that option. It's another option that you get to do as a union actor because I think a lot of times we're kind of told as actors like don't join the union until you're ready and we had that conversation with Katie it's like you know that's it's kind of bullshit (laughs) but yeah yeah. but that's nice that it offers you yet kind of almost another like level I guess in the union of of project that you are still able to work yeah and and 
Yeah. Oh, go yeah, ahead. No, I go ahead. No, Taz, I love that you brought that because, you know, there's some, some great, I know we're producing some great narrative work and opportunities out there. And yeah, you maybe want to go it like be a part of your producer friend's project, you know, but there with the stag stipulations before, maybe you couldn't, but now there's that opportunity. So I, I do really love that. And I'm excited to, I'm already working with uh, the, that contract for another project, but I know we, we plan to as well. So it's, it's so exciting. Yeah, it's really easy. I mean, people who have never done um, a project under a contract before, I'm telling you, it's just, it's really, really simple questions. It's a, it's a little bit of a longer questionnaire, but once you get through it, it's, it's such an easy process and it, there's really no reason not to make your project uh, union because it also lends so much more credibility. If let's say you are trying to attract other actors to your project, you know, even if it's low budget, a lot of times performers, if you're working, especially on a deferred project, you want to make sure that at least the, the set is safe. You're going to get a meal. You're going to get a copy of it, all of that stuff. So I always push people to like, yeah, go make it, make it legitimate. And you're going to see the level of your project, you know, I think increase as well. Yeah. I think that's really important for our filmmaker listeners to hear. And, and I think we've said it. Yes, definitely before on, on these, these pods that, you know, you want, you do really like having a SAG actor is so valuable. And so this is like a great way option for you to have, yeah, both like work in a budget that fits your, (laughs) what you can afford to do and then have great, amazing talent and keeping them, you know, feeling safe and and valued. So I think it's really cool that we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I like, working there too yes so. girl and think and then and, and we're just really impressed by all the volunteer efforts from everyone that we've been speaking to like we we didn't know until like you know we're talking how much you know dedication has been made so that's amazing yeah thank you <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> yeah I think Jenna kind of first opened our eyes to everything Jenna Doolittle for listeners if you haven't yeah. listened to her episode a couple episodes ago um <laughs> She's fantastic. Yeah, she, I love such a fan totally. of her. She t- like we knew we had no idea, I guess, what really went into, yeah. you know, running the union and everything. Um, and then we just had Katie Von Till on and she filled us in even more. She's a rock yeah, star. It's like we're learning so much from you guys. So thank you, all of you guys, for being involved and for sharing your wisdom with us. It's a big deal. <laughs> it is such a big deal. Well, We're happy to. And like I said, it's, it's sort of, I think the responsibility and job of a either elected uh, SAG after official or a, just a committee member to sort of be the go between, between the people who aren't as involved. Um, I know I get questions. I'm, I'm sort of the resident SAG after expert within the, our, my filmmaking community because, and it's not that I know everything about the union. I definitely do not, but I'm at least able to know who to put them in contact Mm -hmm. to. And it's sort of like having little, you know, officials on the ground, spreading the word out and getting more of the information dispersed into more niche communities, whether it's actors or filmmaking communities about what is going on. Cause the, you know, I'm still, I'm going to have another constructive criticism, the marketing, the communications are not necessarily ideal with the union as well. So getting that information out word of mouth, um, I think is really one of the biggest responsibilities of some of the volunteers there. Yeah. Yes. hundred percent. Love that. Thank you. We'll, we, we will hope to continue to do that ourselves in, in whatever ways we can. And you yeah. are, you are totally are by doing this. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Yes.
And one so other let, thing I want to touch uh, upon about the union yes, too is the next gen committee. Yeah. Um, we talked about it a little bit yeah. with Jenna on her episode, but if you could just, in case someone listening right now hasn't listened to Jenna's episode or had more questions, if you could just tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, right now uh, we have literally just had our first community meeting in over a year because of the pandemic. Um, yesterday, actually. And so we, but typically we have uh, tons of in-person events, both in um, all of the locals that have a next gen. So LA does, New York does. Uh, There's one in Texas. There's one in Chicago. There's definitely going to be one in Atlanta soon. I'm sure they're going to be popping up all over. Um, But basically it's events that are either designed to connect people socially. So we've done drag queen bingo, which is my personal favorite event that we've done. We've done trivia nights, game nights, um, just kind of uh, musical improv nights. But then we also do educational uh, panels. So it can be um, a panel on, um, let's say, educating yourself on sexual harassment protections that the union may have. Um, We want to do one where we bring an intimacy coordinator to talk about, you know, how to navigate those nude scenes and sex scenes on set. Or it can be, uh, we've done panels on self-producing, right? Which is such Mm -hmm. a next-gen sort of thing. It's like, how do you make opportunities and make content for yourself? So we try to do a balance of, um, you know, the social and the educational events. But, um, you know, in amongst all of that, it's also about building community. Because again, as I said, I think this pursuit of being an actor can be really isolating and it can be really hard and you need sometimes someone to commiserate with when it's not going so well and you need someone to celebrate with when you do get those wins and um so that's sort of the other goal is to just build a community of people that understand this crazy thing that we're all going through and um connect people in that way and so the best way to get involved is um there's social media accounts. So um, it's at next gen performers on Instagram. If you follow them on Instagram and it's on uh, next gen performs on Twitter as well. Um, and then if you want to get involved, you can also um, sign up for their mailing list. There's a next gen webpage, which is a little challenging to find on the SAG after website. But if you just uh, search for next gen performers on the SAG after site, you can see um, how to sign up for the mailing list. And so hopefully knock on wood, there'll be events at least uh, virtual events happening before the end of the year. And then we'll be back full speed ahead to in-person events in 2022. So I love that. I mean, having community is so important in this industry because it's such, like you said earlier, it's like a very alienating or isolating kind of career to go into. So having that support, like you said, if when you want to celebrate a win or when you need a shoulder to cry on, like that's just so, so important. And I feel like, you know, I got really lucky. I fell into a community when I first came out here, like my first acting class just had a built-in community that I became a part of really quickly. But a lot of people don't find that. A lot of people never find that. So this is a really, really great opportunity for people to just jump in there. You like it's it's true, and I think it's we've done like just mixers where we've just like gone to a bar and like put up got free appetizers, and you know people come and have a drink and like you know sometimes that's you're like oh this feels like it could be challenging, but no like there's so much when you know like oh you're a professional actor, you're a member of we've we've tons to talk about no matter who you are, what your background is. I know I plenty of topics of conversation like like what was your last audition like? Let's talk about that. Let's perfect icebreaker. And we've had so many people not only find friends, but collaborators. Like there have been projects that have been born out of that. Like, oh, you're interested in doing some like kind of creepy horror stuff. Me too. Let's write a horror movie together and like shoot that. So 
to me, that's like the, the real, the win for me there is when I see that kind of stuff. Yeah. I need to log that icebreaker. What was your last audition? Like, that's a really good (laughs) conversation. Oh yeah. Off and running, (laughs) off and running. People always have a great crazy story about that. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about we make movies because I am girl filmmakers. If you have not seen their website, I didn't even like put together that. Yeah. It was an independent film company that now it just seems like this giant organization doing so many amazing things to support filmmakers in so many ways. So, wow, that's, it's just huge. Like I'm blown away at the resources. So I would, I would love to jump in there and talk about all that it offers. Um, and is it just a, a membership only kind of thing. I see there's like different aspects to it. Yes. Um, I will try my best to make this as condensed as possible (laughs) because over the past year it has exploded from a hobby to a full blown company. But, um, just this past year I'm impressed because it it seems like it's truly, you know, um, (laughs) good for you guys. Born out of the pandemic. That is huge. Congrats. Like guys, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. So that was my pandemic project. I actually built the website. So it was like, yeah, it was just sort of my, um, kept me busy. And so basically though, what we make movies is first and foremost is, uh, we sort of describe it as your filmmaker toolkit. So it's your community where you can go and, um, it's completely free to become a member. Uh, but we also have two tiers of paid membership, a silver membership, which is uh, $10 a month and a gold membership, which is $20 a month, which gets you all sorts of perks, including discounts on our production services, um, free submissions to our international film festival. Um, You get priority casting at our writers workshops, um, all sorts of things, but it's completely free. If you just sign up um, on our website, we make movies.org and become a free member. You get access to our full calendar of events and pre-pandemic, we met every Wednesday night in Hollywood at a little black box theater um, called the Broadwater Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard. And we would have a rotating uh, lab or workshop every Wednesday night. So twice a month was writers labs where writers would bring in new work and we would cast it from actors in our community, do a stage reading. Then the audience gives feedback. Um, Once a month was our rough cut lab where uh, people would bring in works in progress, work rough edits, and we'd screen them. And then same thing, audience would give feedback to the filmmakers. And then we'd have a performance lab night where basically we saw that as a way for actors to showcase their, their range. If they, you know, feel like I, you know, I never get cast in comedy, but I actually really would love to give it a shot. They can bring in a comedic scene, show off how they can do that to the community of filmmakers and writers. And then, Oftentimes writers start writing projects for these um, actors or they'll say, oh, great, my next project, I'm looking for someone with a great comedic touch so they can cast them in their projects. And then, so that's sort of the bread and butter, the the heart and soul maybe is a better way to put it, of We Make Movies, which is the community. And we have a very diehard, um, very loyal, very supportive community in Los Angeles over the past year, though, we've had to shift everything virtual, obviously. And so we've continued every week with our labs, just move them online via Zoom. And we've opened up now branches in New York, Orlando, um, and uh, San Francisco. And there's even one, we have a, one in New Zealand that's starting up because we have someone who moved to New Zealand recently. So definitely expanding. Um, so there's a, a lab near you, no matter what, um, that you can attend. And again, they're completely, the events are always free, 100% free. 
um, to sign up, to participate, to watch all of that. Um, that's so the heart and soul. The other side of it is the production company side. And so we are um, a full-blown production company. You can hire us to fully produce your content. Or if you're just looking for an a la carte service, let's say you're having a really tough time. I know so many filmmakers have a tough time finding affordable production insurance. Let's say we have ways that we can make that much easier for you to get access to that um, instead of going it alone. If you work with, with us, we can help you with that. Or if you just need, you know, help with uh, SAG after paperwork, we can take that off your plate. If you need to find a great music supervisor, post-production, you name it, we have all those services. Then shift over to our brand content side, which is our creative services. So if you are a brand that is looking to, um, you know, make uh, great explainer videos or real user testimonial videos, we can help you with that or blogs. And what we sort of found is, you know, having been independent filmmakers for decades, we really, really know how to stretch a budget. And so a lot of these brands um, go to ad agencies and they're like, oh, you know, we can make you one video for $50,000. And we're like, $50,000, we can make you 85 videos for $50,000. We know exactly what to do with that. So um, we sort of took that know-all know about um, stretching budgets and independent filmmaking, applied it to that. Then the, the like the thing that I really love is uh, we have Smartphone Studio, which is our um, basically our educational curriculum that we developed on how to create high quality video content using just your smartphone. And so we have smartphonestudio.tv, a whole separate website with free tutorials um, on how to shoot, edit, upload using your iPhone. Um, really, you know, incredibly high quality content, 4K quality, you know, theatrical release quality content. And what I love about that is the goal really was to sort of democratize the film industry, right? Because the barrier to entry, if you're a filmmaker, is so high in terms of cost. I mean, to rent an RE, to rent a red camera, even for one day, plus, you know, cast crew, you know, extra gear, it's so expensive. But if you just utilize the camera you already have in your pocket, we're giving a platform to people who traditionally maybe couldn't have their voice heard. And so we've taken these workshops to communities, um, Native American communities. We've gone to um, inner city Chicago. And it's been really cool to bring these tools to people um, that, you know, have never thought that they could possibly make a film before. And they're out there telling really awesome stories. So then there's that division. Then um, our latest sort of endeavor is, um, we have our international film festival happening September, screening films from all over the world. It's an amazing celebration of DIY filmmaking. And then um, our latest endeavor is our Make Your Feature competition, which is actually going on right now. Submissions close August 5th, and we are going to be investing um, $25,000 into two feature films, at least two, maybe more, uh, depending, and plus thousands more of in-kind resources. So we are actually going to make your film with you. It's not just a you know, here's a check or it's not just, uh, you know, we're going to make your film. No, we're actually going to make your film. We're going to make sure you have all the resources you need. We're going to help you with casting and development and um, give you help with marketing and distribution and all of that. And so um, we really are excited by to see what kind of projects are coming in and, you know, get people out of development hell and get them on to set actually making their movie finally. So 
that's as condensed. I probably, it was not very uh, condensed, but that's sort of the overview. No, that's great. And I mean, we can go a little more into detail about everything one at a time, but like, that's, it's so much that you guys offer. That's amazing. Like, I don't think I even really realized how much you guys do. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a definite um, growth, uh, you know, explosion, I would say the past year with uh, how much we've been able to do. But again, like we're just filmmakers. We were like, we got to find a way to stay afloat during the pandemic. How are we going to do what what are we going to do? We're going to pivot. We're going to find ways to, you know, keep our our team employed and out there and working and filmmakers making things. So you just sort of born out of necessity. I love that. I feel like that's kind of the greatest quality as filmmakers, actors have is the, that, that survival instinct in us. And I resilient, right? Yeah. The resilience and just what an amazing thing that just came out of that. And uh, we, we had a lot of amazing filmmakers on our show throughout the pandemic and holy they're making films. They're out there in the battlefield. It was amazing to see how many people actually, even though there was so much struggle still and you know turmoil in the world, and we, we all know that. But it a lot of amazing things still came through it, and I'm my heart is just like full always hearing that because mm-hmm. it, it it really was hard, and I think we all just did what we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's as artists, you know, that that drive doesn't stop just because, you know, the world stops necessarily. We have to find ways to to ha- keep, you know, pivoting, creating art. And, you know, we did, you know, same thing with um, our our live, you know, um, workshops that we were doing. We're like, we, people are still desperate for community, even more so now that we're all trapped in our apartments yep. by ourselves. So Absolutely. let's find a way to get it on zoom yeah yeah so and what cool those oh, workshops by the way sorry tessa just want to okay. say those workshops baller love that oh you thanks. know i think Thank um in an independent space especially for actors who are, are tuning in and for filmmakers who are looking at cast it's like a great way to find talent you know and people wanting to find different things that's what i love about independent film and the the work we create it's such a great place to find different content than maybe you're used to seeing commercially or whatever's out there to really play with your skills and talent. I love that so much. Oh yeah. I mean, we've had, I we've totally lost count, but I mean, I would on the conservative side, I would say like maybe 400 short films have been born just out of those labs over the, you know, the past 10 years, plus, you know, another couple dozen feature films that have gotten made plus countless web series as well. It's just the, when you're, seeing other people's work it's the greatest fire under your own ass to be like oh wow wait they just wrote that amazing thing what am I doing okay I, I got I got to get some stuff going so it's been a great way to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. too of like oh okay you know maybe you're feeling in a little bit in a rut but you know what even though you've maybe even had like a really crap day or a really crap week or month as like a filmmaker or an actor you know what every Wednesday night, I know I'm going to go and I'm going to show up. I'm going to see other people who are in it doing great work. And it's a great way to like reignite that spark. If you're feeling a little, you know, dry or, you know, you're just like, I don't know. I I don't, you know, why am I even doing this? And you see that, you know, awesome piece that your friend brought in. You're like, okay, this is, this is why, this is why we're doing it. Yeah. I love that, that it's like, you know, even if you don't have work to share that you've created or written or you don't get cast as an actor in it to help just being in the audience is is definitely beneficial to you as well yeah 
Yes. And I would say, you know, sometimes when it you're, I think I learn more even when something doesn't work. When you hear someone bringing a piece, it can be challenging when you hear the audience being like, mm, not quite, not quite, but you learn so much by, you know, when it's your own work, but even when it's not of seeing like, oh, here's why the audience isn't, you know, responding to this particular scene or this particular, you know, relationship isn't feeling authentic for what reason, right? Absolutely. So sometimes you can really um, even learn more by seeing, you know, people when they maybe don't completely hit it out of the park. So it's always, you always walk away with, I think a little bit of I mean, that, uh, that in itself is performing art school. <laughs> right. Right. You're just sitting yeah. and listening yeah. over and over again when people hit it or don't. And, and that's, that was 90% of my education. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me yeah. too. So that's, that's awesome. That's a great way to, to stick with that. If you have gone to school or haven't gone to school, like that is the best way to learn hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Fafalius, and I'm the producer of Krista Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience, and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting, and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can contact us at info at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. I would just like to get into the contest a little bit. Um, so by the time this episode airs, the deadline will have passed, but we'll share like mm -hmm. promotional stuff about it before then also. Oh, so yeah, just like explain a little bit more in detail about the contest and also what like drove you guys to do this because it's a really cool opportunity. Sure. So um, we're always looking for ways to find, to add value to our paid members. And so, and it's really important that the people that are helping us keep the lights on that we're giving back to them constantly. And so for us, that was um, for years, we would do um, film challenges where it was much on a much smaller level was for shorts where we would um, sort of take once the, the pot got big enough from, you know, sort of membership dues after we took some to keep the lights on, we put it to the community and let them vote. What do you want to make? Do you want to make one feature for $10,000? Do you want to make three feature or three shorts for $2,500 each? What do you want to make? We let them decide. And then community submits projects. And then it was completely entirely up to the community to vote on which projects would get the budgets. And so it was really a production company run, produced and funded by its community, which is really cool. Wow. So- we wanted to keep that uh, going, but I think all of us were sort of getting to the point where like, all right, we've made a lot of short films. We've made a lot of web series. We're kind of eager to, you know, get into the features. Um, and so how this sort of came about is um, we thought, what if we sort of took the Silicon Valley mindset of um, startup investing and sort of applied it to filmmaking? Because there is a lot of overlap where- sure you have an idea, right? And you want to pitch it to an investor and um, the investor wants to, you know, get their ROI. They want to get their money back in the end, but maybe it's something exciting. You know, it's a little bit of an edgier company that they want to, you know, get in on the ground floor of. Same thing with filmmaking, right? Maybe 100%. there's tons of investors out there that really want to get into Hollywood because it's fun and it's exciting and it's sexy. And so um, we found some investors it is pretty from sexy, Silicon Valley. 
<laughs> right? It yes. is. We forget that sometimes. So, yeah. right? We're like, oh, I I just sent out like 85 postcards. Like that wasn't really sexy, but it is to other people. Like it's yeah, totally so when we're is. stuck in the editing hole for too long, we forget how sexy it is. <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I love but, that. But no, there's there's a lot of investors out there that are like, yeah, I've got I've got some extra money. I'd love to be on set with, you know, mm-hmm. actors and directors and making a movie. And so we're basically, um, this competition is going to be sort of um, Shark Tank meets Project Greenlight. So the filmmakers that, um, you know, submit their projects will get a chance to pitch their projects to the investors and um, sort of do a presentation like Shark Tank. Um, here's what my film's about. Here's how, here's why I think it can be made for $25,000. And um, here's why I think it'll be uh, worth your investment. And so then what's neat is that the investors can sort of just like Shark Tank, make their own deals, right? All right, well, I like your project, but here's what I think. I think we need to change this element of it. Or I wanna I wanna get this um, DP involved. Or I wanna, they get to sort of craft the deal and they get to negotiate back and forth. And um, the filmmakers and the investors, once they, you know, if they reach an agreement, they sign off and they will get the $25,000 investment plus the in-kind resources and we make movies will be there every step of the way to make sure that project gets made and um, through our pipeline, through our development pipeline and through all of our production resources. So how can people get involved, you know, for the future? Um, basically the best way is um, follow along this process by be, being a member, coming out to our lab. So we're going to be bringing the scripts of the final, um, the selected projects through our writers lab. Oh, that's awesome. So people can give feedback to it. So it's going to be, you're going to be part of the process where you can give feedback to the writers about here's what's working, here's what's not. Same thing. Where do you think we're going to be casting from? We're going to be casting from the community. So great way to, if you're an actor, you want to, you know, get in front of some people that are actually making features, come out to our labs. Same thing. Once we shoot it, bring it into our rough cut lab. So we're going to have test screenings and workshop it through that. And then we're going to premiere it at our um, film festival in 2022, next September. So it'll have a premiere and then hopefully not the final, you know, landing place. We want to find, you know, either VOD or SVOD or, you know, other theatrical distribution outlets for it. But you'll be able to also watch from every step of the way, right? From the beginning to pre-production, development, production, you'll be, we'll be keeping the community up to speed and up to date. And if you've never made a feature, it could be a really great way to learn how the process goes and see how, what works, what doesn't work. And so when we hopefully do this again next year, you'll be probably way ahead of the game and know, all right, here's what I know how to submit my project to the investors. Here's what I know worked. Here's what I know they were looking for. And um, yeah, it'll be, and you'll also just be like on the ground floor of some what's going to be two really awesome projects. I just know it. they're going to be really, really, I think, um, interesting choices. I'm sure that are going to get greenlit. So. Yeah. I love that. It's such a great opportunity for filmmakers. And what's even nice too, is, you know, if you're a filmmaker and you miss the deadline on this one, or you didn't get selected or whatever, like you guys still offer all of that stuff as well, you know? So if you don't get a chance to do it this way, you don't get it funded, like you are still able to tap into the resources that you guys offer. Oh, a thousand percent. And I would say every other time we've done a challenge when, um, you know, it was just short films, 
almost every project that at least made it to the finals round got made, even if they didn't get selected, because you've already, what's great is like, as a filmmaker, you've already put so much work in, right? To polishing your pitch, polishing your, your materials, getting it all together. So if you got it that far, if the money, the money is really the only thing then that's really holding you back. And you'd be surprised at how many people are able to find ways to to do fundraising on their own or find other investors. And so that's the goal, right? Two films are going to get the investment no matter what. But we really, really hope that all of the films that at least make it to the finals find a way to get made because they're absolutely at a level that they should be at that point. So we hope that there there's a whole bunch that that come out of this process. Yeah, oh, I'm that. sure there will be. And I think like being able to be a fly on the wall, even in like here, the feedback from investors when you've never even yeah. had a conversation like that before and it can seem intimidating and, and you sometimes don't know what you're going to get back because these are typically people that aren't in the industry. So God knows right. what, they might, right. what they might say to you. 100%. Um, so just to like be aware of that. Yeah, uh, I think 1000%. Yes, you're going to be able to be better as a, a producer, a filmmaker and get your project like, you know, us entering, we're getting our film made one way or another. So we, it's just like so cool to hear that you have that that resource because I would be particularly interested in hearing what someone would say who, because that is the best way to get an investor, you know, someone mm-hmm. who isn't maybe so close to the industry and wants that, like you said, the excitement of being involved because it is it is a journey and we want to make it like a fun one. <laughs> so, yeah, right. so that's right. That's why, you know, we want longevity. If we hate what we do, then we're never going to do this again. And we might as well jump off a cliff and give up, but we're not, totally. you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's, no, awesome. I, I think that's, that's all spot on. And I think, you know, it's for so many people, it's really, I think a great learning experience. If you've never pitched anything or you've never gone into a room with, even a studio, right, right, that do does really know what they're talking about, you're going to get pushback on your creative mm-hmm. project. I mean, and it sometimes can be very jarring for someone who's maybe developed their baby over the, you know, last decade. And so you need to be able to know how to navigate that kind of environment. And that's what we're hoping as well is like, you know, when you pitch this, you're going to like see what it's like to have to defend your creative choices and maybe get some feedback that is a little bit hard to hear maybe possibly but um it's just part of the process in the real world too exactly and I love that your choice of words was navigate because it's just something you're gonna have to learn to to to, to do a shift or just find a nice way to pivot it and still protect your vision you can still you're not it can feel defeating or like you're being attacked quote-unquote but it's not sure. to be taken that way. They, they just want to know where the money's going. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's a business. Yeah. Uh, exactly. It's the same thing as like, if you look at investing in startups, I mean, there's a lot of, it's the same, it's literally the same model just applied to filmmaking. And, um, you know, it, it, they still, everyone just wants their money back at the end of the day, or at least a really good ride, you know, <laughs> if, if it's all going to go down in flames, like it should be spectacular. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yep yep absolutely absolutely (laughs) yeah but I think that's I I like that whole analogy of of like comparing it to a startup because like you said a lot of times us as filmmakers we can be a little too attached to it you know in, in a way that's too emotional for us to really understand that but yeah it's it's a reminder that it's a business mm-hmm. and it's much like investing in a startup you don't know if you're gonna get your returns but you know it's a risk you're taking and you need to 
be given enough proof and and assurance (laughs) that you will get something out of it. So, well, what we've said to people, you know, we, so, you know, part of the process, right, is that we are going to be making this film with you. And so what we've told people is like, if you have your Citizen Kane in your pocket, maybe don't submit Mm -hmm. that one. Submit the one that you're willing to work with people on, because this is going to be a collaborative process. This is going to be something where we are going to want to, you know, sign off on the creative, you know, decisions because we're part investors in this uh, film and the same thing with the investors. So as long as you're willing to, to do that, we're not looking to hijack anyone's vision. We're not looking to, we're all filmmakers. We know what that is like mm-hmm. and what that feels like. It's awful, but we do need to make sure that at the end of the day, we're delivering to the community, the promise of two completed films. So that's what our responsibility is to make sure those films get across the finish line. And so that's where, you know, sometimes there needs to be decisions that are made that are tough. But the other cool thing about this process from filmmaker's point of view is think about the audience that you're going to build by having your film go through this process, right? From the, before you even roll camera, you're going to have people who are excited about seeing your project. And we really, really hope, I mean, we have big dreams where like, this could be a whole new way of film investing and where people are, you know, finding um, great scripts and developing audiences for them way before they roll camera. And so it's, really easy to then find a natural distribution avenue for it, whether it's theatrical or online or whatever it is. And so we really hope that this process is so successful that we get tons more investors next time. And this is the way projects are made now. Yeah. No, I I really, I hope that for your company, because you sound like you guys have the resources and understand the full production scope of, of, and have, you know, such knowledge, but also you legitimately have those resources too to have it be made. So that's incredible. Yes. Um, and like pretty much producer goals is to know and have the ability to know, okay, yeah, we got a guy here can, who can take care of post for you. Cause like, um, mm-hmm. don't get me started on that. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. So that's just incredible. And I really do, um, you know, I feel that it is going to just be an, a successful journey for you guys. Cause it, it just sounds Thanks. like you guys have all the people in the right places. So I just, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, that's just comes out of building our network, right? We know we, the shorthand of working with our friends over the years is we know who to go to. We know like, Oh, we can save so much time and so much money because we've been doing this together for so long. And it's the same reason why, you know, Judd Apatow wants to work with the same people. It's a shorthand. It's fun. It's also fun. You work with your friends and also it's easier and it's cheaper most of the time because you're not figuring out each other's love languages on set and like how do you do this thing okay I know how you do this I know how to butter this guy up to do what I want that kind of thing yeah no completely we're uh, something we talk about too on the show is yeah finding those people but just to bring it back to what you said about building um, a community around your project yes I love that because that is such a big aspect to starting your project is finding where can you take a community along the ride so that you have an audience, the audience, that's what I meant to say, to have an audience built from the get-go. That's incredible. So I think that's also like a huge, like given if, you know, by participating in this, which will be a game changer for a lot of filmmakers. Well, I think we sometimes can be a little bit uh, blinded by the love of and passion of our own project, but like, no, at the end of the day, it's about other people, right? 
seeing your mm-hmm, film yeah. and getting excited about it. And the audience creation is, I think, something that we often leave to the last minute when Completely. it's done and the project's out there. And it's like, well, not everyone's going to care about your film the way you right. do just because you you put all this time and effort into it. So I think it's a really important part of the process that should be there from day one because we all know there's oh my my god how much content is out there and it's just exploding every day so more than ever you're a little tiny right your tiny film is it's in order to make a dent in getting someone's attention you gotta start early and you gotta find ways to get that audience creation going ahead of time otherwise it'll just I agree and that being said femme fam who are listening the fan, the fans of the fem. Yeah. Um, I, I plan once my script's complete to put out little teasers of dialogue and see how you guys react to it on on the on the social medias. So, um, guys, definitely pay attention because I realize like I can't just working in also in an isolated space for so long and just like you know I I will share it with people that I feel like I can trust to share it with from the start but I'm like you know it's not that precious and I ultimately I if I love if I'm falling in love with this dialogue why wouldn't I you know share it before the film's finished because that's part of the process and I and I want you know our followers and and the community out there to get excited so stay tuned (laughs) (laughs) I think that's I think it's spot on and super smart I mean I think there is building a buzz is a really, really important thing. And yeah, I know, I think we can all be like, well, we want to have the big reveal when it's <laughs> exactly. done, but like, mm, it doesn't, doesn't always work that way. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I'm trying to find opportunities as we make this film, where can we share and, and highlight that journey more than just talking about it on the podcast? Cause that's also why we have the podcast to share along our journey and bring awesome resources. Um, to the to the foresight. bring it into a rough cut lab bring it yeah. in, bring it no that's why I'm like I'm so thing. inspired yeah. I didn't know like we really didn't know you had all this going on aside from the amazing website that showed all the different resources we could tap into which I'm thinking insurance like okay no like yeah. who to contact yep. now yeah <laughs> like it's that's that is so vital and amazing and I know like I'm I'm so excited to see where yeah where I can I can sh- have it be seen and heard for sure no, thank you. Well, that's what it's a. We're we're all filmmakers, and you know, we just want to. You know, we do believe the high tide floats all boats, kind of thing. So, um, I will. You know, having been in other communities uh, that were maybe not necessarily as supportive, um, this one I just I'm still continually blown away at how supportive everyone really is mm-hmm. around each other's projects. And um, there, there's not to say that there aren't, you know, great. Um, you know, critical feedback that is necessary, but the the love and the support that we show each other, I think is really, really, um, you know, hard to find sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when your, your work is vulnerable to you. So that is yeah. so important. I'm glad you said that because again, it can feel intimidating to, to <laughs> want to share yeah. until it's finally sure perfected and, you know, <laughs> done. Exactly. Exactly. Now we're, we're all very, very, you, you're not going to get, um, you're not going to get your tour up. It's going to be, it's going to be a pleasant. If we, there's any nudging, it's all done with love. Yeah. So you don't have to be afraid. Aubrey, are you at um, all these meetings? Would we potentially run into you? <laughs> I am, I am at most, um, I used to be at every single one. I will put it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, now, since we have um, labs all over the country, I'm a little bit more dispersed and I'm currently on the East Coast for right now. So I've been attending, building a little bit more of the East Coast branches, but um, 
Absolutely. As the LA community is my home. It's where I, you know, met everyone. It's will never be anything other than like my little headquarters. So I try to drop into the LA labs as much as possible. And I will be out in LA for our film festival, uh, September 8th through 12th. So um, if you come out to any of that, hopefully we can have some kind of in-person Yes. Component. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. I know things are changing. Um, we will definitely, definitely see me there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Okay. That's exciting to know. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're both excited that things are slowly kind of here and there popping yes. up into in <laughs> yeah. person um, because as yes. great as these Zoom meetings are, I'm again, grateful. Hello. We can have this conversation oh, yeah. today. But yeah, it'll be nice to to meet people in person again. <laughs> We're all sick of it. Let's be honest. We all I mean, like I we all feel it. We're like, this is I these tiny boxes don't don't make up for the like in-person mm-hmm. networking yeah. collaboration. So totally. I think we're all ready. Yes, girl. <laughs> well, thank you, Aubrey, so much. And thank you to We Make Movies. Um, can you let our listeners know where they can find you, any social media handles, websites, all of that for yourself and for We Make Movies? Absolutely. You can uh, find me on Instagram. I don't post that much at, at Aubrey.Mozino, but you can also just email me. I like an actor. I want everyone to be able to contact me. I'm happy to give it out. Aubrey at WeMakeMovies.org. Email me any questions you have. Even if it's just about your project and you need help, or have, I'm always happy to lend advice. So don't be shy. And then um, We Make Movies, you can find us um, at We Make Movies on Instagram and WeMakeMovies.org on the World Wide Web. That is our big. Um, headquarters so all of the info that I talked about if there's anything you need more info on just check out our website and you can find it all right there perfect well thank you so much again this was a super informative episode I think um, for anybody that wasn't aware of the next gen committee and what they offer in SAG-AFTRA or we make movies and how many things you guys offer like you got two communities right there guys (laughs) (laughs) it's true true you got you'll have to like one of them and come on you can't be that picky right there's got to be one no yeah it's been a great chatting with you guys too I think there's so much uh like-mindedness going on with what you guys are doing with this podcast and obviously producers so um this has been really really fun so thank you oh of course Aubrey no we are so grateful this like wow so many great resources I am (laughs) we're so grateful that we can share that with our community and all the things you do please keep being a human and taking care of yourself <laughs> like I you know because you are, you're doing stay away from that chocolate hoopla, <laughs> you know make sure yeah I can I can barely have a jalapeno pepper so you know okay. you're doing the yeah. most and I'm yeah. here for it <laughs> love it love it um but no it's been lovely chatting and yeah hopefully we can we can cross paths again sooner than later Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.